everyone. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Monday. It is January 6th. It's 2020. 2020. Nine basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, how are you doing, my friend? Oh, gosh. I am fantastic today. The Seahawks won. The Vikings won, which may not seem like too much, but both those teams win this next week. And guess what? A game's being played in Seattle for the NFC Championship. Very unlikely, but you know life's good. The divisional, the divisional round is going to be. The games are going to be fantastic. Oh yeah, no, every literally. I'm a Seahawks fan, but every single game is so exciting to see that I cannot be angry. Whatever ends up happening. Yeah. So. But yeah, um, yeah. Good for you. Um, as a Dolphins fan, like, I have nothing to root for. I was rooting for Tannehill. I didn't think they'd win, but I was rooting for him. I, I was very shocked they won, but good job for Ryan Tannehill. Um, good job for Derrick Henry, and good job for the Titans. Like, I'm just I'm just glad that Ryan Tannehill is finally getting a fair shake somewhere. Um, and, and did you see the the crazy number? It's like they if they franchise him, it's like 26 or 27 million or something like that. I did not see that, but that's – <laughs> Thank you, Le'Veon Bell, for raising Derrick Henry's salary. Le'Veon Bell, Zeke, Gurley, like that's that's essentially what happened. Is I think the franchise tag just takes the average of the top four, top four uh, priced or paid running backs, and so yeah, the guy picked a perfect time in his career to be a free agent. <laughs> all right so let's talk some basketball let's talk some hoops if you guys haven't already make sure you head on over check out our sponsor site they have a big thirty thousand dollar nba pick and roll contest for tonight's slate um love it this is you know one of the bigger tournaments that we see from them from time to time and we you know i absolutely love what they're doing over there with the rake free dfs it pays out 300 spots on 1200 entries um so Paying out a really good amount. Um, max entry is only 36. Like, this this is a really strong tournament. Um, I'm sure you're going to be throwing some tournament teams over there at that tournament. So, love what they're doing over there. Rake-free DFS. Um, if you haven't checked out Fantasy Draft, make sure you head on over there and give them a look. We get started here with Brooklyn at Orlando. 211 total here. Um, Orlando's favored by four and a half. Kyrie and Levert are out, and on the Magic side, Aminu, Michael Carter-Williams, and Isaac are out. Start here with the Brooklyn side of things. What do you like here for Brooklyn? I mean, for Brooklyn, I mean, obviously, Levert came back for one game, and now he's out again this game. So, Dinwiddie's sitting there at 7.9K. I know it's not an easy matchup. I know it's a tough pace matchup, and it's a tough uh, just defensive matchup for Orlando, but Dinwiddie saying at 7,900 is not a terrible price tag. Really like him in this spot here. Like, honestly, I think that's way too underpriced here. Outside of him, like Jared Allen, I know that he has not been great recently. Like, in fact, he's been terrible, but his price tag keeps going down. He's sitting at 5,400. Like, it's not an easy matchup, all these things. And I know it's not a spot where they really want to play him for a ton of minutes. But I think that he's still in a spot where, like, if he gets the actual minutes in this game here, he can crush in the spot here. He's getting 25-plus almost every single game. This is not a spot where I generally look at him for to get 30-plus minutes. But 
if he actually does, then he could destroy in this spot. We've seen him put up massive numbers in multiple games earlier on the season. This price tag is just way too cheap. Outside of him, like, I'm not looking at Prince. I'm not looking at Harris. I'm not looking at DeAndre Jordan. I'm probably not looking at Temple. Like, all of them are priced about where they should be. So, really, for me, Dinwiddie is a great play here. And Allen is just a guy that's way too underpriced if he ends up getting minutes. Yeah, so as far as, like, you know, Temple goes, if it really is going to depend because um, I don't have the pricing up in front of me. Um, so if he's – he's been really cheap on, like, FanDuel and DraftKings or FanDuel and Yahoo. Um, like, they just don't ever raise his price. If he's still cheap over there, he's still going to play 30 minutes here. I don't hate it. Um, I like the Allen call. Like, Orlando Magic play kind of big. Um, I, I think that, you know, we'll pretty much see Brooklyn – have to kind of match them with Allen. I actually don't even hate DeAndre Jordan in this spot. He's been crushing recently. I would probably make it where I don't play those two guys together. I'd play one of the other. Um, and, and I think one of those guys could easily crush in this matchup. But outside of that, like, you know, I don't hate Dinwiddie, but the usage is insane right now. Um, I don't hate Joe Harris as a floor play, but I don't think he really has a tremendous ceiling here. And you know, the same for Prince. Um, he probably puts up 25 to 30 fantasy points in the spot. It's just probably not going to end up being enough. So, um, on the Orlando Magic side of things, like Aaron Gordon came back and played in both the games in the back-to-back, assuming he's fine. Uh, looks like his minutes are going to be secure here. Uh, anything standing out to you for Orlando? I mean, pretty much just Booch's price tag. Uh, without Isaac in the game, you run – uh, court IQ and he gets a slight boost but it's not even that it's it's basically the fact that he's sitting there at 8.3k which does not quite seem right considering the guys put up 40 in four straight or five straight I mean and he has 55 point upside he's going up against Brooklyn Brooklyn's not great against a five like this is a clear mispricing here he is an absolute fantastic play and I really for no reason to understand his price tag. Like, it just does not make sense to me at all. Outside of him, yes, Gordon came back and ended up playing mid-30s minutes here. And he's a fine play at 6K. It's pretty much the same thing with Aaron Gordon that I see every single time he's on the slate. Yes, he has some upside, but more often than not, he's probably not going to end up making value. He's put up 30 in two straight games. So it's not really a spot where I'm looking at him. Brooklyn is a high-paced match, which generally favors him a little bit. But he's not in the 5K range, and so probably not a guy that I'm really looking at. Fultz, Fournier, both of them are priced where they should be. So really, it's Vooch is just way, way too underpriced here, and I do not understand it. Tell me if I'm crazy here. I don't think you're crazy at all. Um, you know, Brooklyn's allowing the fourth most fantasy points per game. Two opposing centers, you know, you pretty much nailed everything here. Like, he could easily crush in this game. Um, and he's been way better at home this season. Um, I hate home road splits in basketball. I don't use them a lot. But, like, it, it's a it's a noticeable difference uh, for Vooch. Like, he – yeah, noticeable difference in, in shooting percentage and everything. Like, he's shooting 36% on the road and he's shooting 51% at home. So, um, huge difference. Some people just like to sleep in their own bed. Listen, I agree. I always, I always preach this in baseball. But um, <laughs> the other thing that I want to note here, the Orlando Magic started a Wandu um, against the Jazz on Saturday, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Saturday. 
he played 31 minutes. He's 3,100. Um, if he plays 30 minutes against Brooklyn at 3,100, he could easily hit value here. So just want to throw that out there. You're, we're not going to be able to know. Like, we're not going to know until the starting lineup comes out 30 minutes before the game. But at 3,100, Awandu is a guy that I don't hate if he's going to play 30 minutes here. Um, they did not start – they did not like the Birch. Like, they started Birch on um, Friday against Miami, and they just – they scrapped that idea. And, you know, Awandu – Gonna, if he starts, he's worth a look. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. Let's move on. Boston at Washington. No total in this game. Waiting on some injury news here. Um, as far as Boston goes, Kimba is out. And then on Washington, Bradley Beal is questionable. Mahimi is questionable. Bertans, Bryant, Hachimura, Miles, Wagner, all still out. Um, let's start here with Boston. What are we looking at here for the Celtics? Everyone. Everyone is – Absolutely, the answer here. I mean, without Kemban here, everyone gets a decent uh, point increase, a decent like usage increase, a decent everything increase. They're going up against Washington, which Washington still does not have a whole lot of guys that they can actually play. If Beal's out, it just gives them a – it's probably a worse spot if Beal's out just because the game may or may not stay close. Currently, the spread's pegged at nine, but I'm not even – remotely willing to concede the fact that this might be blowout just because of the fact that it's such a good matchup for everyone over on the Boston side. We know that they're terrible defensively. We know that they're terrible against every single position on the team here. Cantor coming in here at 5,800 is way too cheap. He's put up 34 plus in three straight games, averaged over 40 during that time span. He's sitting there at 5,800. That's way too cheap of a price tag going up against a team that really does not have any big men to line up against him outside of Mahimi, which they still don't like playing him for that many minutes. Hayward sitting at 7,100 is probably my least favorite of the starters here, but he's still not a terrible play. He can absolutely put up 50-plus in this spot here. He's been getting 34, 35 minutes-plus every single night here. Hasn't had a good spot, but this is going up against Washington. Brown, Tatum, it's, it's real simple here. It's the best possible spot for every single one of these guys and they aren't nearly priced up enough considering that Kemba's out of the lineup. All of them go for 50-plus. All of them could absolutely dominate in this spot here. All of them are fantastic GPP plays. Yeah, um, Marcus Smart's too cheap. 5,200 going up against Washington. He's going to be really popular here on the slate. I just hate playing him so much. We all hate playing him, but 5,200 against Washington with no Kimba, like you're going to – you're going to just have to eat the chalk on him today. So, um, I like the cancer call, you know, Hayward Brown, Tatum. Like, you kind of want Beal to play because if Beal plays, maybe this game stays close. But um, who knows? This game's in Washington. Maybe it stays close. Um, let's go to the Washington side of things. So, I thought this was interesting. Like, you know, Mahimi, obviously him being questionable is, you know, one of the bigger news um, that we're looking at here as Washington goes because – like, they waived Williams. Like, Williams had a good game the other night um, against Denver, and they waived him um, right after the game. So, he played 31 minutes the other night. And if he – obviously, with him being waived, you know, it, it just sets up where – oh, man. It sets up where we're we're going to potentially be looking at Pashniks um, at 3,600 and maybe Garrison Matthews plays minutes. Like – I don't even know who Washington's show field. Like, I don't even know who we're going to see. Um, 
it just with Mahimi questionable. If Mahimi sits, like I, I might play Pashniks on every team. Yeah, no, that's pretty much how it's going to go. Like this is a team going up against Boston. They have two bigs. They have Tice. They have Cantor. Both of them. Like they're probably going to need some big men over on the other side. There's not really a way for them to go possibly small in this matchup here because Boston with Cantor, like they, the only reason they ever really don't play him too many minutes is when it's a tough matchup on the opposing end where they end up having to like throw in Tice in there just because they have to match up someone against another big man. So without Williams there, if Mahimi ends up missing, they're probably going to need some big guys here. So past Knicks. 3,600, going to end up with enough minutes here. Pretty much a lock and load of the spot here. And even Schofield, like, they're just going to need someone because Boston has the ability here to play a big man pretty much the entire time that they're out on the court here. So both those guys obviously stand out as great spots here. Beal is the interesting one. Obviously, if Beal is in there, like, the guy's going to get all the usage in the world. Pretty much the same thing we've seen for a really long time. And I know that he's been in and out of the lineup at a – like all over the place here for the last two weeks. He's been missed probably four games, but if he's in the game here, sitting at 8,500 is way too cheap of a price tag. It's ridiculous. Even in a tough matchup going up against Boston, it's not good for him, but he'll probably put up 20 shot attempts plus minimum during this spot here. So if Beal ends up playing, he's an absolute fantastic play at 8,500 here. You just wait and see what happens with this. If he doesn't end up playing, then we know that McCray is way too cheap here. I don't understand the price tag at all. It's just that simple here. He should not be this cheap. The guy's going to chuck the entire game here. Sitting at 5,700, fantastic play. Ish Smith, Brown, both those guys are way, way, way too cheap here. Even Gary Payton, or yeah, Gary Payton the second, sorry. Uh, guy that's been playing a boatload of minutes whenever Beal's been out of the lineup here. If Beal's back in, he's just a complete cross-off, and I get that. He was in a spot where he just ended up with way too many steals and blocks. So it does not stand out as a great pay, play, except for the fact that now he's back down to 4,200. Beal ends up missing. I'll still play Peyton a little bit in GPPs here. But, yeah, it, it, it's entirely dependent on injury news where that's everything that matters here. Um, Yeah, I don't mind Beal if he plays. Obviously, the usage, it, it would be insane. But if he doesn't, I'm with you. Um, McCray's too cheap. Um, outside of that, though, like uh, Washington, all these guys are just such a mess. Like, like Isaiah Thomas gets ejected, play seventeen minutes the next night. Like, I, I just I don't trust anything here with Washington, really. Um, let's move on. We got the Pacers and the Hornets. Two hundred nine and a half total here. Indiana is favored by five. Brogdon's out. McConnell's questionable. And then on the Charlotte side, um, sounds like everybody's good to go. Uh, let's start here with the Pacers, obviously with, um, you know, McConnell getting an ankle injury against Atlanta the other night and Brogdon already ruled out. Like this could be a spot that, you know, Aaron holiday, uh, becomes very popular. And, um, I like Lamb and Warner a lot. Like this is a good matchup here against Charlotte. And we, we see the usage increases for both of these guys when Brogdon's off the floor. So, um, I, I think Jeremy Lamb and, and you know, TJ Warren are very much in play here. And um, I know you're going to talk about your boy Sabonis. I mean, it's a bonus going up against Charlotte, obviously not good for bigs. It's in there at 60 or 8,600 here. Just absolute smash spot 
really that simple. The guy's ha- just a monster that just will end up with 40 points in every single game. With that, Brogdon has a bit of upside, especially considering the matchup here, so he's too cheap. But yeah, you mentioned it. Lamb, Warren, both these guys like sitting there at 6K. Both of them have big upside considering that Brogdon is out of this game. Holiday, real simple, without Brogdon, potentially without McConnell. Could be in for a boatload of minutes here. Probably too cheap at 5,800. It's really that simple. Turner, I don't mind him in this spot here. Like, obviously hasn't, has crushed me multiple times throughout the season here, but occasionally could put up a big spot here, setting at 5,500. Going up against Charlotte, good matchup for him. Like, I could see him putting up a big spot, especially without Brogdon in here. Like, almost everyone on the Andy side is just in a smash spot. It's a little bit too cheap considering their potential upside. Yeah, I love a lot um, here on the Pacers side. I'm with you. I think, like, Sabonis could be one of the highest raw points scoring players on the slate. Um, You know, obviously a lot could happen, but, like, this is just – Charlotte's just so bad against big men, and – with Brogdon out, with Sabonis getting a usage increase, um, it's hard not to like him in this spot. And, like, Miles Turner, you mentioned him. He's played over 30 minutes in back-to-back games. If he gets 30 minutes in this game against Charlotte, he could easily put up 30-plus fantasy points. So, he's he's certainly a guy to, you know, consider when you're building tournament teams. Um, the Charlotte side of things, like, tough matchup here going up against the Pacers. Uh, anything standing out to you? I mean, Graham seems a little bit too cheap at 7700 not terribly underpriced, but still a guy that has all the upside in the world at this price tag. DraftKings pricing is a little bit soft today, um, just based on everything across all games. So Graham absolutely in play. And Rozier, like, don't quite understand why he's only sitting at 6700 after putting up a 50-point game and a 46-point game in the last two games here. Like, I get it was not a bad spot, but still, considering that he's playing 36-plus minutes almost every single game, really, I do not understand it at all. It doesn't make sense. We know that the production is going to come from both these guys. Outside of them, Bridges always offers upside, but probably not a guy that I'm looking overwhelmingly at playing just because the slate is a little bit too weak in pricing. Washington, probably not a guy that I'm looking at playing. 5,600, he's fine. He's not great, but this is not an easy matchup here. Beyond both, Zeller. All these other guys I'm not pl- playing. I'm playing too much. But Graham and Rozier are just clearly underpriced. And they're not out of locks just because of the fact that everyone else seems to be a little bit too underpriced on the slate. But they're both very much in play. Yeah, so um, I, I, yeah, I love love this spot um, for Graham. You know, he's just a guy that I Oh, I surprise, love. surprise. Shocking. I know. Like, <laughs> he's he's easily, like, you know how we get those, like, things that, like, DraftKings sends out and, like, you your most player use, like, good chance he's going to be mine this year. <laughs> like, <laughs> him I, and, always, uh, I always just look forward to the spot where they send it to me and mine's Boban, and it's strictly because every single slate he's on where he's starting, I'll just mass run 150 lineups. Because <laughs> it's Boba. <laughs> um, the other guy, like, I actually do like Biombo a little bit in this spot. Like, I think they're going to need his size in this game. Um, if he could stay out of foul trouble, I think he has some really solid upside here. So, I don't um, – I certainly don't mind Biombo for tournaments. Not a cash play by any means, but um, like it for tournaments. 
Moving on, we got the Thunder and the 76ers, 213 total here. Philly favored by six. Um, Nerland's Noel is out, and Tybull is still out for Philly. Um, what do you like here for the Thunder? Not really anything stands out here. I mean, it's obviously a, touch, a tough matchup for every single position here. Chris Paul, SGA, Steven Adams are all about priced where they should be. Paul's been on a little bit of downswing lately, so – at 7,300, like with the soft pricing across most every single game here, probably not a guy I'm looking with. Same with SGA, like Adam sitting there at 6,900, way too high of a price tag considering the matchup. Like it, it's just a spot here where it's an incredibly tough to, to match up here. I don't really want to play anyone. Schroeder is probably the guy that I'm looking at the most, see the most possible upside out of any of these guys, but I'm honestly crossing every OKC guy off the board. Yeah, like, I think Adams could play a couple extra minutes, but I hate his price point. Um, yeah, I don't want to pay 6900 for him. It's just right. silly to me in this spot. You know the guy, like, Dennis Schroeder is is a really interesting tournament play. Um, if you're playing large field tournaments and you want a dart throw today, Mike Mascala, um, he's your dart throw today. Like, he... He checked in for Nerlens Noel when Nerlens Noel got hurt the other night. Um, and, and actually, Adams checked back in. And then when Adams checked out, Mike Mascala played. Um, so if you want to throw a dart at a guy potentially getting like 18 to 20 minutes at 3K, Mike Mascala is your man. Revenge? Did he play? Did he play Philly? Right? He did, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's played for too many teams. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm double-checking right here, but I'm fairly certain that he was on Philly, I think, two years ago. Uh, he's, a, he's a guy that could easily be a fantasy point-per-minute guy. He just needs the 20 minutes to get there. Yeah, no, two years ago. Or last year, actually. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Um, anything standing out to you for Philly? Embiid has upside. Simmons has upside, but... I'd be way more apt to play Embiid than I would be to play Simmons. Obviously, going to be a very low-scoring game here. Like it's just it's got two thirteen total. Entirely like not surprising here. The two guys that really stand out are going to be Richardson, just because of the fact that he's been playing thirty plus minutes, high thirties in certain spots here where the games actually stayed close. Richardson definitely has some upside at the price tag of fifty six hundred here. Harris has a little bit of upside, but other one is Horford. I know they hasn't done a whole lot. He's not really a guy that we think of at upside, but his price tags dropped all the way to 5,400. I'm more likely to play these cheaper guys, just considering that any given game, they ended up crushing their value here. They're just playing a boatload of minutes here. Not an easy matchup, but if the minutes are going to be there, then Richardson, Horford, Harris can all end up crushing. Unlikely that Simmons ends up crushing, and Embiid is just Embiid. Fair enough. We move on. Denver at Atlanta. No total on this one. Uh, Denver's good to go. Atlanta, John Collins is questionable. Jabari Parker is questionable. Cam Reddish is questionable. Uh, this is a 7.30 game, so we should get some injury um, news here before before lock. Um, let's start with Denver. Anything standing out to you for Denver? I mean, Joker's been absolutely disappointing recently. But That's right, because uh, friends don't let friends play Joker. Sir, sir, I will play Joker on this spot. It's going up against Atlanta, and I have a feeling that you're probably on Joker too, but we'll get to that in a nope. second. Really? Even against Atlanta? I like Sabonis more. He's cheaper. 
I mean, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, honestly, playing Embiid, playing Sabonis. I like Vooch play. more. Like, Vooch and Sabonis yeah. are the type. And, like, Rudy Gobert against New Orleans. Like, there's just so many options today. Yeah, no. I mean, honestly, like, pricing so soft on the slate here. Or it makes sense not to play him. But it's still going up against Atlanta. Absolutely has triple-double upside here. Has 60-point upside. I'm fine with him. Outside of him, like, on this sl- soft, soft slate here in terms of pricing i'm not playing barnett's over 7k i'm not playing jamal murray over 7k both of them have potential for a big game this should be a fairly high scoring game here but there's always a chance that this game ends up turning into a blowout like i don't really have a whole lot of interest in most of these guys here outside of joker just because his massive upside in any given game here that's fine if you don't like him but nine two i have no problem taking some shots on him no, I, I get it. Um, I actually don't mind Will Barton for tournaments. I, I know he's expensive. I agree with you on that aspect. But Atlanta, they're a team that's just been terrible against wing players all season, and they, they just struggle defending the three-point line. So uh, I think that taking a shot on Will Barton here is not the craziest thing. I do hate his price tag. It's tournaments only. Um, I think Jamal Murray is another guy that you could potentially play here at 7,600. Uh, probably wouldn't play those two guys together. Um, it would probably be just one of these Denver pieces for me. I don't love the spot, but I do think that these guys are kind of interesting here. Um, you know, Gary Harris, don't lo- love him. Um, Michael Porter Jr., he had a good game the other night, but uh, you can't trust that. So on the Atlanta side, if John Collins sits um, in this game, um, I-, I think you're you're definitely taking shots here on Trey Young, even in this tough matchup against Denver. Um, the usage is going to be insane. Yeah, yeah, no, we know what Trey Young is. The guy was literally priced at, what, 12K not too long ago? Um, or 11K not too long ago? Back down to a reasonable price tag. I know it's a soft slate, but Trey Young, if Collins is out, absolutely just smash spot here. He should crush in this matchup. So if Collins is out, then you can play Trey Young. And if Collins is out, then honestly, Jabari here, assume that he gets a little bit more Well, he's here. questionable too. I know. Yeah, so it's a little bit interesting. Way on news. <laughs> yeah, they all got the same Darnold mono here. But um, no, it, I mean, if Collins is playing 7-5, is not a terribly high price tag. If he sits and Jabari plays, you can play Jabari. If both of them ends up sitting, play Trey Young. If Collins ends up sitting, play Trey Young. So it's just one of those spots where everyone's a little bit too low priced if one of these guys ends up sitting. So it's just something to look at the news. But, yeah, pretty much it's if both of them ends up sitting or if Collins ends up sitting, then play Trey Young. Collins ends up playing. He's a little bit too cheap, and Trey Young's a little bit too cheap. If Collins ends up sitting and Parker ends up playing, then he's too cheap there sitting at 4,700. Could get a decent amount of time in the game, and he's going to get the usage just because that's what Jabari does when he's in the game, and they probably need him to soak up some of that. So it's one of those games where you end up looking at what ends up happening here and set 530 so we'll know before the game but that's essentially how things end up playing out outside of them like if Collins and Parker are both out like you can look at Herter you can look at Hunter you can look at a lot of these guys that are ancillary pieces but they're probably too cheap considering that Trey Young can't soak up all the usage in the world so one of these guys is probably going to end up going off too yeah, Collins missed the end of the night against Pacers, and Trey Young put up 62. Collins was out the first time these two teams met, and Trey Young put up 68. So, um, obviously, the upside for Trey Young is massive if John Collins sits. 
I don't love the price on Herter. Um, he's been playing a ton of minutes. He's been shooting the ball a ton. Um, if you want to take a shot on tournaments, like you, you could respect the the shot attempts and the minutes that he's playing right now. Um, if John Collins sits and Jabari Parker sits, I think you could potentially look at Alex Lynn in this spot. He's probably going to get in foul trouble here uh, against Jokic, but um, definitely worth a look here because if he does stay out of foul trouble, he could easily crush fifty three hundred dollar price tag. Um, I think that's it from this one, right? Yep, yeah, pretty much. Utah at New Orleans, 223 total here. Um, Utah favored by two in this game. Um, Mike Conley's out again. Drew Holiday is the questionable mark here, dealing with a bruised elbow. And um, Darius Miller and Zion Williamson are still out. Um, let's start here with Utah. Obviously, this is a great pace-up spot, um, you know, we talk about it all the time. New Orleans plays at a really fast pace and Utah obviously doesn't play at a fast pace at all. Um, so what are we doing here with Utah? I mean, the game's saying a three point spread, so play them all. Like the problem is this slate is so soft for pricing, but Mitchell sitting there at 8,100 should crush in the spot. Go bear. Obviously fantastic matchup. Ingles with Conley still out. Like, if this game stays close, Ingles should crush in the spot here. Like, all these guys are just too cheap, but a lot of guys are too cheap on the slate here. I have no problem with any of them, and they all should just smash here. They're all great plays. I mean, even Bogdanovich sitting there at 5,900 offers a little bit of upside, but he's my least favorite out of the four here. But all three of these guys should end up smashing. And even, like, even Clarkson off the bench. I know that he hasn't done great recently, but mid-20s, high-20s minutes here going up against New Orleans should smash his price tag of 4600 It's just the fact that this is a soft pricing slate. I expect a lot of ownership on these guys, and it's well worth it. Yeah, you got to remember, too, at Clarkson, like the Orlando Magic, um, they're 10th in defensive efficiency. The Chicago Bulls are fifth. Like Coming off of you know some tough games here, Clippers are eighth. Like, it's not like he's had easy matchups. And, you know, going here um, up against New Orleans, you know, much better matchup here. Um, I don't even think – yeah, they're not even – they're 26 um, in defensive efficiency this season. So, I, I like the Clarkson call. I think he can get up double-digit shots here off the bench. Um, so, definitely don't mind him in this spot. Ingles, you know, we know he's going to have the ball in his hand call it Conley out. So, I don't mind him. Um, Mitchell Gobert, they're, they're strong plays. You know, Rudy Gobert is a strong play here. Um, does he have the ceiling as other centers? You know, it's always tough to figure that out, but he could easily put up 50 in this game. So I definitely think you want to have Rudy Gobert on your, in your player pool um, on this slate. And then going to the New Orleans side of things, like, you know, Derek Favors going up against his former team. He's been playing really solid minutes recently. I don't mind him, but if Drew sits, like, how how don't we play Lonzo Ball here, who's just been absolutely crushing recently? I mean, the problem is he's priced at 6,800, and this is a not great spot going up against the Jazz. But, again, everyone's kind of soft pricing. That's the only reason why you don't end up playing him. But that being said, Lonzo Ball at 6,800 going up against any team without Drew, should crush in the spot here, both him and Ingram. Although Ingram a little 
less apt to play just because of his pricing. Like he's sitting exactly where he should be. Should get a little bit of an uptick without Drew here, but yeah, favors, not a terrible play. Sitting at 6,900 is probably a little bit too priced up here. Ball, even Reddick, like sitting at 4,400 here. If Lonzo doesn't end up playing here, or if Drew, without Drew here, he should get an uptick in minutes. I know that he's not really a guy that we look at too often, and it's going up against a tough matchup here. But the volume should be here. 4,400 is way too darn cheap for him. It's mostly Ball and Reddick here for me. Favors and Ingram are fine, but they're probably priced where they should be. So it's really just those two guys for me. Yeah, Ingram's averaging uh, 1.33 fantasy points per minute um, when Drew's off the floor this season. So, like, it, it's kind of really close. Um, he has a high floor. Um, I, I think that, you know, you could definitely look at him having a high floor here. It's just if Drew sits, like, I, I think you have to consider him depending on the type of build that you have today. Um and J.J. Redick, like you said, he's cheap. So, if Drew sits, J.J. could easily crush at this price point. Um, we talked about him the other day against the Lakers, and, you know, he was 3,400, and he was one of the easiest plays on that slate. So, um, that's kind of it on this one. Let's move on. We got Chicago at Dallas. Um, Markadon is doubtful. Otto Porter still out. Tim Hardaway Jr. is questionable, and Porzingis is out. Let's start here with Chicago. Obviously, marketing being out uh, frees up 25 to 30 minutes. Um, what are you looking at here for Chicago? I mean, even with all that, the soft pricing on the slate here. Like Carter's in play, Levine's in play, Sadoransky's in play, Dunn's in play. But no one really stands out as a great play overall on the slate. There's too many other injuries. Their prices are probably where they should be. Levine at 7,700, like, obviously seems a little bit too cheap, but, again, it's looking at the slate overall. Strictly GPP flyer. Carter, without marketing, probably pursues a few extra minutes here. Sitting at 6K, not the worst idea in the world, but, like, no one really stands out as being that cheap here, considering the entire slate. Am I missing something? Um, Carter... Carter's a guy like how many extra minutes does can he really play? Like, yeah, he could he could crush here. Um, sure, but like I, I don't really necessarily see him playing extra minutes. Um maybe like if, if Markin doesn't play, probably gonna be like Thad Young. Um, like, but can you trust the minutes? Like he played twenty seven minutes against Boston the other night. Um you know, and that's the game that Markkinen left early. So he didn't get any price increase, and he put up 20.5, and he was the guy that benefited minutes-wise from Markkinen leaving the game. Yeah, I mean, that, like, 3700 is a good price tag, but overall looking at this slate as a whole, you got 27 minutes, you put up 20 points. On this pricing slate, I'm not sure that's really enough to get done. So, yeah, he stands out as a value play, but – there's not really a whole lot there. I expect him to be moderately chalky. So not really something I'm looking at a whole lot. Yeah, at 3,700, 20 is not going to kill you, though. So, you know, if, if one of those other chalk guys or even, like, you know, just kind of looking what ownership, like, I, I think it will be popular. But it really depends on, like, some of those other guys, Mahimi and those guys that we talked about earlier, too. So, yeah. um. The Dallas side of things, like, it is interesting that, like, 
you know, J.J. Barea out of nowhere has started the last couple games with Tim Hardaway out. Tim Hardaway not ruled out yet. J.J. Barea, he, he played a lot of the overtime minutes the other night, too. Um, what are we looking at here on Dallas? I mean, I love playing J.J. Barea, but on this slate, probably not terribly worth it at 4,500. Like, any of these guys can end up going off, but not likely. DFS, Lieber, Pal, Curry, Barea are all probably about price where they should be. And on a soft pricing slate, like, I'm not sure if I want to play Luka. Yes, I love getting the raw points at 60 to 70 points in this matchup here. It's going up against Chicago. This game improbably at least staying close enough where he should get enough run, but obviously chance of blowing up. I just don't really see anything I love in this spot. Everyone's priced where they should be. Luca, the fact that we have a whole bunch of guys in the 7 and 8K range that are just great point-per-dollar plays. I don't know if I can really play too much. I have no problem with playing Luca, but everyone's about price where they should be. And so I don't have a massive amount of interest, even in a decent match going up against Chicago. Yeah, like, I don't mind Maxi, man. I know he's 5,900, but he's a guy that could put up 6 to 7x here. Chicago, um, they're they're terrible against big men, so... I don't mind this spot for him, assuming that he's going to get minutes at the five. Chicago allows the second most fantasy points per game to opposing centers. And, like, he can stretch the floor, too. He can shoot threes and stuff. So, I don't mind Maxi here, um, just thinking of the matchup. But you can play Luka anytime you want. Like, we're never going to sit here and talk you off of playing Luka. You can go to 70 fantasy points against anybody. But um, I probably won't end up playing a ton of him here because I do actually think the balance build is the way to go on this slate. So uh, moving on, we got Milwaukee at San Antonio, two twenty nine and a half total here. Milwaukee favored by seven and a half. Pat Connington is the only injury news that we have here. He's out. Um, Giannis is expected to play. He's probable, and Dejounte Murray um, wasn't on the injury report. Um, so. Yeah, so guessing he's going to play after missing the game tonight. So let's talk uh, Bucks here. What are we looking for uh, for the Bucks? Why is Giannis sitting at ten nine? Because he doesn't have to play any minutes on in, in any game, so his fantasy point average comes down and they lower his price. Yeah, but it's in the road. It's in San Antonio. Obviously, San Antonio is a much better team at home. We've seen it the last few years. I expect them to keep this moderately close. So I have a whole lot more interest in Giannis than I do in Luca, like it just he just hasn't been playing like the the upper high minutes even in close games like the back injury i think they're just kind of limiting his minutes right now yeah but still like if he he can still play low 30s minutes like i'm not gonna express if he ends up doing it just seems too cheap at 10-9 given his potential upside outside of him like on this slate i'm not playing middleton i'm not playing bledsoe Probably not playing Brolo. Like, this is not a spot where I really want to play anyone from this Milwaukee team outside of Giannis, just given his potential upside here. That, that's pretty much it. Like, it's that simple. It's a good matchup for them. Like, San Antonio doesn't play a huge pace, but they're not a great defensive team. This should be moderately high scoring. He's got 230 implied total in this game. It's really just Giannis for me. 
And the price tag just seems too cheap if he actually ends up getting the minutes. Yeah, I don't mind Giannis. I don't mind Brooke Lopez in this spot either. Um, these two teams just played, and he put up 30-plus fantasy points. Um, he had seven blocks, though. Like, that's probably not going to happen again. So Yeah, don't chase those with Brella. They happen every once in a while. Um, but, yeah, like, not a, not a ton standing out to me here. Um, you know, with Pat Connington out, like, Wesley Matthews is going to play minutes, but he's Wesley Matthews, so – don't get too excited about that one. Um, and then on the Spurs side of things, like, I know it's a tough matchup, but, like, LaMarcus Aldridge at 7,500 is, is definitely somebody to consider here. Um, you know, even DeMar DeRozan, he just put up 40 against this team, you know, a couple of days ago. Yeah, yeah, no, it's really just those two guys. Unless, have... unless DeJounte Murray sits. That, that would open up some stuff. yeah. Yeah, like figuring but, out who they would open up, but yeah, yeah, no, like I really don't <laughs> have any interest in anyone else. It's LMA. He's been on a tear recent, like over the last six games. He didn't have a great game going up against Milwaukee last time, but he shot five for fourteen from the field. Like the shot attempts have been there on a fairly consistent basis. The boards have been there. Everything's been there. Like his price tag at seventy five hundred is not bad, and. Rosen's been doing well. It's really just those two guys for me, and that's that's it. Yeah, Lonnie Walker started the other night and played 26 minutes instead of Forbes starting. So I don't know how much you want to take that into account for anything, but yeah, I don't trust Pop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last game we got Golden State at Sacramento. Um, no total in this game. Draymond, Russell, and Looney are all out. And then on the Sacramento side of things, uh, Bagley's out. Bogdanovich is doubtful. Um, standalone 10 o'clock game with so much fantasy goodness. Um, start here with Golden State. Like, obviously with these guys out, like Burks, Lee, these guys all are on play. But, like, is this a spot Willie Cauley-Stein comes back? You know, he only played 14 minutes the other night. Is he going to have to play big minutes here? I don't know if he has to. And, honestly, they're not trying to win, so I don't know. But let's be I honest I they could here. use Spellman, Pashko. They have so many big guys. Yeah. No, it's it's a little bit tough with the big guys here. Like, even Chris potentially end up getting the minutes here. I don't trust the big guys. For me, it's – I'm fine with anyone in this game, just based on everyone who's out, just how it's going to go, like the pricing on all of it. I worry about a blowout, but it doesn't really matter. It's a decent spot to switch things around a bit and try and find a guy that could end up crushing here. But Burks, Lee, way more Burks than Lee is two guys that I'm looking at. They're both way too underpriced here. Even in a potential blowout, they should – see enough run where they could end up crushing here. I definitely have more interest in Burks, but honestly, everyone top to bottom, like if you expect this game to stay close, should end up crushing. Everyone is way too low priced. It's not a terrible matchup. So it's just literally based on, do you think this game's going to blow out or not? Decent chance of it, but I'm still willing to take a shot at any of these guys. Burks is by far my favorite play though. Yeah, like, you know, Kai Bowman started the other night. Um, he got in foul trouble really quick in that game and he only ended up playing like five first minute half, first half minutes. Um, Burks went back to the bench. I hate that they're doing this. Like, you know, Burks is getting a lot of usage with the second unit. Um, 
Spellman had a huge game the other night too. You know, Jacob Evans, Jordan Poole is up with the team right now. There's just – it's just, man, this team is, is such a mess. But I think that, like – man, I could see, like, a guy like Spellman crushing, crushing late and, like, you know, getting extra minutes here with Draymond off and, like, just crushing everything. And, like, if you don't have him, like, you're just going to lose. I, I could see that happening. Yeah. I could also see him putting up 15 fantasy points in 30 yep. minutes. So, um, the Sacramento side, obviously, um, with Bogdanovich out or doubtful and Bagley out, um, it's going to free up some minutes here. I, I think Bielitsa at 5,600 could end up playing like close to 30 minutes in this game if, if Bogdanovich does sit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mind that play there. The problem is just I'm worried too much about a blowout here. Soft pricing on the slate. I just. Like, I want to play guys from this game. It's going to be terribly high scoring, but Hyde's price where he should be. Fox's price is where it should be. Holmes, like, would be the guy that would be most apt to play. But, again, every, like, just kind of everyone is priced slightly too cheap given the matchup, but too much of a possibility of a blowout. b is probably my favorite play here at 5,600, but... That's just based on other people being out, and we don't know if they're going to be out at all. So, I want to play guys from this game. I just it, – it's too worrisome considering that we'll probably be waiting on the injury news and we'll probably have no idea if this game's going to stay close. Yeah, this game opened at Sacramento minus 12.5, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's it's the biggest spread on the board. Yeah, like if this game, like if this game stays close, a game stack from this game could easily win a tournament, though. Yeah. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Give me your favorite play under five k to seven x. JJ Redick. I like that one. I don't, gonna, but it's not bad. I'm gonna go with uh, Pasnicks. Um, I, I really, even if Mahimi plays, I just think Pasnicks is gonna crush today. Um, over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your bust today? Embiid. Well, one of us are probably going to be right with this one today, Grant. Simmons? I'm going to go Simmons. <laughs> and I loved him on the Friday podcast against Houston. I was really right about him. Uh, give me your favorite 6X play on the slate. Rozier. 6700 is too cheap. You answered it so fast I haven't had a chance. Oh, this one's easy. Marcus Smart. Yeah, that's probably smart. <laughs> uh, give me your let's get weird GPP play of the day. Ja- or Jared Allen, probably. Like, it's not a good spot. It's not a good matchup, but should see high 20s minutes in this spot. 5400 is way too cheap. Um, I like that one. I talked about this guy when I was when we were talking about this game. I, I think Biz Biz back Biz Mac Biombo um is a really interesting tournament play. I think they're gonna need his size in this game. And if he can stay out of foul trouble, I do think he'll um crush on this one. So um game selection question. Give me a tournament, cash game, something standing out to you today. Uh, there's a thirty thousand dollar pick and roll over on fantasy draft. It's a big tournament, it got 3K to first. It's got my preferred payout, which is minimum 2X payout, 25%. And it's rate free. Like, it's such man. a good tournament. <laughs> oh, it's perfect. It's literally the perfect payout and perfect amount of rake, which is zero. 
Yeah, it's it's man, it's such a good such a good tournament. Um, I'm gonna go over there over on DraftKings today. The twelve dollar pick and roll uh, single entry tournament. Again, I talk about these single entry tournaments all the time. If you're building bankroll, this is a solid tournament. Paying twenty six percent of the field today. Min cash is only one point five x. Top ten is less than thirty percent, barely. But this is this is just such a strong tournament today, especially for anybody that's building a bankroll, working on single entry strategy. So make sure you're checking that out um, over there. Grant, give me your favorite over under. Uh, probably the under in the OKC game. Sing it. Two thirteen. It's not going to be a fast paced game. OKC under. I'll take whatever the um. I'll take the over and whatever the opening line is for Sacramento. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Whatever it is, I'll take the over. Um, I think that game's going to stay close, and it's gonna, like you're just going to crush from that game. So, um, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, nope. go Seahawks next weekend. Gosh, I love football playoffs. <laughs> it's going to wrap it up here for Monday. Hope everyone had an awesome weekend. We'll be back talking some more NBA tomorrow. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you then. Thank you.